0: we see his best work so we know we can't do anything so we just stop trying and let him have it and then you see see how good he can do you know the bible says that god's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we are able to ask or think because if if we limit it to our thinking then there's always room for error but if he goes above what I think, it'll be perfect because his ways are higher than my ways and his thoughts are higher than my thoughts. And and so if it it was left up to my way of thinking, there'd always be room for error, a way to make a complete mess or make it a lot worse. But with him, he just does it so right, so perfect. And learning to trust him in that and let him have control, you know, that's... uh, it, it don't always come overnight. You have to learn to trust God. But I'm so glad that uh, when we trust Him, I know we've been repeating this a lot lately, but a few weeks ago we talked about that. When you trust the Lord, they that trust Him shall be, just like Mount Zion, which cannot be removed but abides forever. Friend, you're not going nowhere when you trust God. Yeah, let the winds blow, let the storms fall, it it don't matter, you'll always be found right where you're supposed to be. Praise the Lord. We want to have a quick word of prayer for some of our people tonight, Uh, sickness in the Waldrop home, Uh, Sister Amber, Brother Major Ann, Sister Elena, all three are are sick, possible streps, so let's remember to pray for them tonight, Sister Jamie Poole, not feeling well this evening, ask for prayer as well, continue to pray for Sister Kaylin. And uh, her daughter Abby Joe tonight. God just make them well, get them better. Want our people back at home, back in the house, and uh, but they're uh, graciously staying away while they are sick, and we appreciate that. Uh, that's uh, we want to keep everybody well. So let's continue to pray for Sister Becky Daniel as well, and those that are recovering from surgeries that they'll just com- get complete healing, get better. In Jesus' name, Amen. Let's lift our hands and pray together for these needs. Lord, we love you tonight. You're so precious to us, and we thank you, God, that you're able to do so much more than we could ever think of. Tonight, we just believe for healing, Lord, divine healing for those that are sick tonight, that you would touch them, strengthen them. Lord, your name is greater and more powerful than any disease. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, we just speak healing and deliverance. Lord, we believe it's going to come. Lord, we just praise you for it tonight. Lord, we thank you for all that are here and all that you're going to do tonight. We love you. We believe in you. Bless this service and all that's done in it in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. Give the Lord a hand clap and a shout. Hallelujah. Yeah, give him a hand clap and a shout. You can still shout on Wednesday nights. So, man, anytime we get together in here, it's shouting time. It's time to lift your voice. You know, it's, it's scriptural to lift your voice like a trumpet. It's scripture that says, Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. So there are times where we can, seems like all we can do is whisper His name. And that's fine too. But friend, there is a time when you just need to lift your voice and, and offer up a sacrifice of praise unto the God that you trust and serve. Amen. If you have your Bibles you want to turn tonight, uh, quickly, 2 Samuel chapter 23. 2 Samuel chapter 23, verses 11 and 12. And I would like to say welcome to all of our visitors that are with us tonight. Praise the Lord, we're glad you're here. Give them a hand. We're glad you came and are here tonight. Thankful for some that have returned and just glad to see you back in the house of the Lord. Second Samuel 23, 11 and 12. It says, and after him was Shema, the son of Agi, the Hararite. And the Philistines were gathered together into a troop where was a piece of ground full of lentils. If you don't know what lentils are, peas. They were in a, a pea patch. And the people fled from the Philistines. But he stood in the midst of the ground and defended it and slew the Philistines. And the Lord wrought a great victory. I want to preach for a few minutes tonight the help of the Lord. Great conflict, great courage, and great victory. Come on, let's let's just set your Bibles down, lift your hands. Let's pray one more time before we get into the Word. Lord, we love you so much. You're so precious to us. And tonight, God, we just ask that you would bless and open our hearts and minds to hear your word. Encourage us tonight, God, for I know that there are things we face that only you can work in. So tonight, God, let us uh, be encouraged in our faith, strengthen in our resolve, and trust you more than ever before. We ask this in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Now give him a hand clap and a shout. Aren't you thankful for the Lord tonight? What a mighty God. What a mighty God. You can be seated. Praise God. Thank you. They were saying uh, just God is still proving how great he is. He is a great God. And I'm thankful for him tonight. And if, when you have uh, a trust in this great God, whenever you find yourself in great conflict, it produces great courage. One writer said, in what time I am afraid. Things have gotten out of my control, Lord, and I am afraid. But I will trust in you. Friend, when you know that you can just call on God, and there's something about that, uh, living for God, that just a great comfort, a peace that comes, knowing that whenever things are out of my control, whenever things uh, uh, just seems like it's falling apart, and what time I am afraid, I know that he is a very present help In time of trouble, these are not empty words and empty promises that we quote and say and and just scream across the pulpit to make people take another step. These are the facts. If you serve God, He is a great God, He is a mighty God, He is a delivering God, and He will do uh, great things in our midst. And whenever you find yourself in great conflict, it will produce great courage because you trust in this great God, and it will lead to a great victory. It was Joshua who told Israel as they were beginning to get ready to go into the promised land. Israel was on the brink of a new horizon. Their life was about to be different. They were standing uh, in a place where they could see the promise that God had offered to them but it was still different because they were under new leadership and Moses that had led them out of of Egypt was no longer with them and now they would go uh, into this land where they knew it was full of the enemies that wanted to destroy them but they had a promise from this great God and before they went in three times in Joshua chapter 1 he makes the statement about having good courage but in Joshua 1 and 9 he said have I not commanded thee Be strong and of a good courage and don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed for the Lord thy God is with you wherever you go. Whenever you find yourself walking in the midst of trouble, you can trust that God is going to be there. Whenever you find yourself in the middle of heartbreak and heartache and disappointment, you can trust that God will be there. He is a great God. And when something, the enemy is trying to come in to rob you of, of maybe your pea patch. It said Shama was in a, uh, found himself in this field of lentils. And when the Philistines gathered up, everybody else ran. But this man knew about his God. And he knew that God could give him the victory. He knew that God could come through and provide and, and do something that nobody else could do. And so while everybody else is running, somebody's going to be standing. Friend, I want to be the one is standing. I don't want to turn my back to the enemy and run. I want to stand and and trust the Lord. I want to stand still and see the salvation of my God. I'm trying to help you tonight because I know some of us are are on the brink of the unknown. Maybe you're about to go into a place where uh, this is all new for me. Maybe you're starting a new job. Maybe it's new relations, whatever it might be, but you can trust that God will go with you. Joshua said he will be with you wherever you go. When you step off into a new ministry, God will be there. If it's stepping off into another land to preach the gospel, God will be there. If it's starting a church somewhere, God will be there. Anything, maybe it's starting a new class, a new school, all kinds of things can be new to us and trouble us and worry us and cause us stress and anxiety but just remember that God will be with you wherever you go. But Whenever we find ourselves in a battle, We have a God that will provide. There's a couple of scriptures that uh, I like to put together in 1 Corinthians 15 and 57. It tells us that uh, God has given us victory, but thanks be to God which giveth us the victory. We're never fighting for victory, we're fighting from victory. Thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. He's given it if we'll take it. That's the thing. Will we take it? But remember that because there's another scripture. Philippians 4:19. Paul uh, let us know. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. All your need. And there's a source for it and His Christ Jesus. So if the need is victory... Well, what did he just say? God gives you the victory through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Jesus will supply victory. Maybe you need to be more than a conqueror. Jesus can give you that. Come on, somebody. Maybe you need victory over uh, some kind of addiction. God can give you victory over that. Maybe you need to have victory over things that are troubling your mind or your heart. Maybe you need victory over some bitterness or some unforgiveness or some hatred that you've got going on in your life. Well, oh, Jesus will supply. You've got to understand who it is that you serve today. You've got to know who he is. Because if you don't know him, how can you call on him? There's, a, there's a, a, a picture, a poster, or, or a painting, whatever you want to call it, that it has a list. I, I, I keep this on my phone, and I, I go through it and read it every so often. And it says, and he shall be called. And it says, advocate, Lamb of God, the resurrection and the life, shepherd and bishop of souls. He's the judge, Lord of lords, man of sorrows, head of the church, master, faithful and true witness, rock, high priest, the door living water, bread of life, rose of Sharon, alpha and omega, the true vine, Messiah. He is the teacher, the holy one, mediator, the beloved, branch, carpenter, good shepherd, light of the world, image of the invisible God. The word, chief cornerstone, savior, servant, author and finisher of our faith, the almighty Everlasting Father, Shiloh, Lion of the tribe of Judah. He's the I Am, He's the King of Kings. Prince of Peace, He's the Bridegroom, the Only Begotten Son, Wonderful Counselor, Emmanuel, Son of Man, Spring, the Amen. King of the Jews, Prophet, Redeemer, Anchor, Bright and Morning Star. He is the Way, He is the Truth, and He is the Life. He is Jesus Christ. Our Lord. Come on, He's the water walker. Yeah, that's who He is. He's the one that saves us from our sins. He's the one that has, He's the key holder, took the keys of death, hell, and the grave. He's the one that went away to prepare a place so He could come back one day to get you. He's the one. He's the source of everything you need. In him we live and we move and we have our being. But do you know him? Do you know his name? Thank you, Lord. If you do know that, then you know that there is nothing that is impossible for him. There is nothing too hard for the Lord. And, friend, that's that's the key is knowing who it is that you serve. I don't believe that when you're reading about uh, Shema in this book of Samuel, you're reading about David's uh, mighty men. You're reading about people that that were accustomed to battle. I don't believe that uh, Shema was unfamiliar with battle. He had no uh, misconceptions about the situation he was in or about the enemy that he faced. Uh, He had no misconceptions about who he was. But bigger than that, he also had no misconceptions about the God that he served. He understood where he was at. He knew the situation. And he knew, maybe some people said, hey, bud, it's just a field of peas. We can plant somewhere else. But this is my patch. I'm the one that broke this ground. I'm the one that planted this seed. I'm the one that watered it. I'm the one that's been keeping the weeds out. I've been the one taking care of this. This this place provides for my family. And if it's so important that the enemy wants to come and get it, he's going to have to fight me for it. But when great conflict comes, those that have a great God end up with great courage and eventually end up with a great victory. Listen, you know, Brother Conway said one time, you got to stop letting the devil pick your peas. They don't belong to him. Listen, these things that you're standing up and fighting for, they don't belong to the enemy. They belong to you. God gave us exceeding great and precious promises. And the enemy would love to come and steal your joy, steal your peace, steal your happiness, steal your confidence. But when you stand up in the midst of that ground, when you stand up and throw your head up and say, I'm going to trust the Lord, honey, God comes through every time. And it didn't matter what Shem did, it says the Lord wrought a great victory. You'd be surprised at how many. It said a whole troop was coming, but you'll be surprised at what you can do when you trust God. You won't be worried about you won't be worried about the odds. You won't be worried about the numbers. Well, it looks like the, the deck stacked against me. That's all right. It looks like there's more than I can handle, but there ain't more than God can handle. He had no misconceptions about the God that he served. And when you understand who your God is, that'll make you stand when others flee. And I'll say it again, again, that great conflict will birth great courage. And when you serve a great God, you're going to end up with a great victory. God's going to come through every time. Every time. I love to, to study names and different things in the scripture because you learn a lot about the person and then also about the situation, I am sure that this enemy thought when everybody else ran and there's just one guy, we got this oh, look at there goes everybody, and we got one guy he must be blind, he must not be able to see how many we have or or maybe he's just just a dummy, and he's just going to stand here, maybe he's, maybe he's You know, something's wrong with him, and and he's just standing here. I don't know what, but, you know, I see we got a whole troop. I think uh, we're about to get this little garden here and take it from this guy. But Shema's name in the Hebrew means this. It means ruin or astonishment. When you trust God, you're about to ruin the plan of your enemy. You hear what I'm saying? He may think, I'm about to do this guy in. I'm about to do this girl in. I'm about to take care of her. But when you trust God, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Oh, rejoice not against me, O my enemy, for when I fall, I shall arise. Listen, when you trust God, when you trust this great God, you're about to ruin every plan that the enemy has devised against you. Because they that trust in the Lord shall be like Mount Zion, which cannot be removed but abides forever. When you trust in this great God, you're going to find yourself with great courage. And you're going to see a great victory. It also men astonish, they're going to be astonished that you won't give up. I, I believe, I love the book of Job, and I love to think that, that God picked a fight for Job. That's what it said. Job didn't ask for it, but he had so much confidence in Job's walk that he said, yeah, hey, have you considered my servant Job? Well, I like to think that after those two tries that, that Satan had at him, when he, he kept saying, he will curse you to your face. But he never did. That he was astonished that this man did not give up when he lost his kids. He did not give up when his uh, all his herds and his flocks and things were destroyed. He did not give up when his body began to break down. He didn't give up when his wife encouraged him to curse God and die. He didn't even give up when his three friends come and railed on him and rebuked him and chastised him uh, for hanging on To his faith. He didn't give up. And I had to just believe. I'd like to think that there was another conversation. And this is completely out of scripture. So it's just my liberty here. But I'd like to think there was another conversation. On a day when the sons of God came and presented themselves. Here comes the old devil with his head dropped down. Oh you ain't got nothing to ask about today. Hey how'd that work out with Job. Astonished. That Job kept his integrity. Listen, I'll tell you this, that Job had no misconceptions about who he was, and he had no misconceptions about his situation. The tragedy that he was experiencing was obvious, but he also had no misconceptions about the God he served, and he held on to his integrity. He said, when he is finished with me, I shall be gold. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Friend, you got to know who you serve. If you want, listen, and when you know who you serve, when you find yourself in great conflict, just get ready for great courage and then start looking for that great victory. It's going to happen. In Nahum 1 and 7, it says, The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. I wonder what God knows about us tonight. What does God know about you and I? Does God uh, have enough confidence in you and I that he could uh, hand us off like he did Job? When you trust him, God takes notice. And when you trust him, God takes action. You will never go wrong trusting in the Lord. God will always come through. Paul suffered many things in his life and his ministry and he wrote to Timothy uh, many different things in his letter. But in 2 Timothy 1 and 12, he said, For the which calls, I also suffer these things. But even though I'm going through this, he said, Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. I know whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Let me tell you, you've got to know that God can keep whatever you've given him. God can keep your family. Hello, somebody. God can keep your walk. God can keep your ministry. God can keep your church. God can keep your relationship. God can keep it. He can keep it from being destroyed by the enemy. He didn't say you'd never be attacked. He didn't never say you wouldn't fight, but he said God will keep it. God will make sure that uh, it's still there. Uh, he knows that we're going to have tribulation. He knows that we're going to have trouble. But I'm telling you today that God will keep it when you give it to Him. But have we given it to Him? Have we committed it unto Him? Have we said, Lord, I'm going to let you have this. I'm going to give you this and let you watch over this. That's why we you know, we dedicate our children a lot of times, and we want God to watch over them, and and uh, and so we pray things like we commit our, our children unto the Lord. We dedicate them unto the Lord, and ho- just hoping that they will make the decision one day to serve God and live for Him, and there's always that hope when you do, when you train them up in the way that they should go. The Bible says it gives us hope in our old age that uh, and as they grow older, that uh, they, they won't depart from it. And if they do, because sometimes despite our best efforts, it happens. But if they do, we have a hope, an anchor. We have a God. We serve a great God, a God that's able to get a hold of people and, and stir people and, and draw, draw them back into his uh, presence and under his grace and under his mercy. God can do it every time. Praise God no matter what the day brings as paul said no matter what the day brings you believe in him and you'll never be ashamed because he said i know who i have believed do you know who you believe in i just read all these names to you that's all these things that he is you could go through and list every title, every name uh, from the Old Testament all the way to the end of the New Testament. And that's who he is for all the fullness dwelt in him bodily. He is God Almighty, the mighty God. Do you know who you serve? You won't be afraid. You'll find a boldness to stand like you never do before when you know your God. In Daniel chapter 3, we find Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego standing at the brink of the fiery furnace. And the king is trying to, he's trying to act like he's being merciful and give them an out. He, he told them, said, we're going to play some music. And when that happens, if you'll fall down and worship this image that I've set up, everything's going to be fine for you. But they, they were like, we're not even careful. We're not even going to try to be soft with our words. Or beat around the bush in this, king. This is what we're going to tell you. If it be so, our God who we serve, he is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. In other words, we know who we serve. We know, if it be so, our God who we serve. I know who I serve. And the God I serve, he's able to get me and keep me in this fiery furnace. Woo, it's hot. We can feel the heat. We've watched you heat it up. He, he heated it up seven times hotter than His the own men that were heating it up. It, the fire was so hot, it killed them. And he said, we know this is bad, but it ain't never been so bad that God can't work in it. It ain't never been so bad that God can't provide a way of escape. And if whatever you do, I want you to know that God will deliver us out of your hand. He stood up with great courage. Uh, he, He had great courage in the midst of great conflict. And they all three saw a great victory because they walked around in that furnace and then walked out of that furnace, promoted by the one who put them in there. Let me tell you, God will turn the tables, and he'll, he'll make people astonished. You know, the king was astonished, just like that enemy was astonished. I'd like to see seen that troop. I don't know how many of that troop that Shema killed before they finally said, We better go, <laughs> because we're about to lose everybody. There's one down, two down, three down, four down, five down. Just, he's got a stack of people like cordwood laying around him. and they're like I think we you know what we picked the wrong fight. You know what the enemy picks the wrong fight when he picks on God's kids because God is going to watch over them. God's going to take care of them when you trust him. I trust him today. We read about David and one day David found himself you know he, he was a shepherd boy. And we know that things, he would sit and watch the sheep. He would write his psalms. He would defend his flock. He he was used to the the sheep field, the shepherd field. But one day he found himself on a battlefield. It was different. He had uh, no misgivings about who he was. He knew who he was. He was a shepherd boy. He was the youngest of his brothers. He was not a soldier. He never fought in a war. And even his brothers discredited him and, and made fun of him and, and uh, accused him of being up to some kind of naughtiness just coming to see the fight. When he heard the voice of Goliath and saw the army standing across the valley he had no misconceptions about who they were or what they thought about God and God's people. He could see Goliath, he could hear him and the people around him told him what he was about. And with all these things it looked like they were against uh, God's people and against uh, the army that day one little boy who had no misconceptions about the God he served it took one young lad without armor without a shield without a helmet uh, just a, a, a bag with rocks in it and a sling and he slew the giant Goliath in the name of the Lord David stood that day David ran out and fought that day, and God won a great victory that day because great conflict will produce great courage. When you trust in a great God, you're going to get great victory. God will come through. David had witnessed what God could do. And whether it was uh, fur or whether it was skin, it didn't matter. Whether it was fangs and claws or sword and shield, it didn't matter. He knew what God could do. Daniel eleven thirty two 32 tells us that the people that do know their God shall be strong. Not might be, but when you know God, you will be strong. When you know God, you will be strong and do exploits. You're going to do some incredible things. You're going to do some things that make people astonished. You're going to uh, ruin the plans of the enemy. You're going to do some things that make people stand up and take notice that there is a God. I'm glad today that I know who He is. I'm glad that I know today that He can do anything. I'm glad today that I know that God is able to produce great victory in my life. And if he did it before, if he well, that was the Bible people. And, and he's sure he did all that stuff for them in the Bible days. But, you know, it's a whole different world that we live in. But he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He said, I am the Lord, and I change not. And if he don't change, he don't change what he does. He's still fighting for his people. He's still moving and proving what a great God he actually is. Paul uh, mentioned this to the church in second Corinthians uh, chapter one uh, verse eight. He said, "If we would not, brethren have you ignorant of our trouble, we've been through some things. He said, it, this happened to us in Asia, and we were pressed out of measure, above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of our life. Sounds like great conflict to me, but we had the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God which raiseth the dead and he said who delivered us from so great a death and he does deliver in whom we trust that he will yet deliver delivered is the past does deliver is the present will yet deliver is the future he said there ain't going to be a time where God is not working on our behalf God has not stopped. If He ever delivered you before, He'll deliver you now. And if He delivers you now, He'll deliver you when? Whenever it comes, God's going to be there because God is faithful who has promised. God will come through. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we see it over and over in the Scripture. We see people who knew their situation, knew that things were impossible that things were out of their control, yet they trusted God to answer. You could look to Abraham and Sarah when the Lord told them in their old age, at, at the age of, of uh, 90 and 99, that hey, you're going to have a child. And it says in the book of Hebrews, I believe it is, that Sarah judged him faithful who had promised. And it came to pass just like God said, because even though she knew, That he was past age and she was past age. She said, I'm not uh, ignorant. I realize uh, that my clock, my biological clock, it has quit ticking. And it said her husband, of him, it said, and he was as good as dead. Uh, Well, gods you know, he's the resurrection and the life. And, And they were, and they knew. And that's why maybe they they laughed. and Hey, why'd you laugh? Oh, I didn't laugh. Well, you did laugh, but it's going to happen according to the time of life. It will happen. And it happened. We see that there was a woman in Scripture that had spent everything that she had to try with doctors. I, I need to find a cure for this issue of blood. It said she did not get better, but rather got worse. But when she knew that Jesus was coming by, it said that she pressed through the crowd. To touch the hem of his garment. She said, because she said within herself, if I can just do that, I will be whole. She knew that this uh, Savior could heal her today. It was out of her hands. But she took great courage and got a great victory. She was made whole. When uh, In that same passage, you'll read about that ruler who had a daughter who, who was only sick, but almost, almost died. she was dying, but she wasn't dead yet. But Jesus was going to do a healing. But before they could get there, the servants came and told him, said, your daughter is dead, don't bother Jesus any longer. And Jesus simply looked at him and said, here's what you can do. You can plan a funeral or you can don't be afraid and just believe me. And so he said, let's continue on. And when he got there, Jesus raised her from the dead. Uh, He had great courage, and it wrought a great victory. He got his daughter brought back to life. Listen, don't worry so much about your problem. You have a God. Give it to God. Hey, come on. I know it's easy to be stressed. It's easy to have anxiety when you are facing things and looking at things, and you realize, I don't know what to do or I can't do anything about this. But you've got to know that God is also watching. Yes. And God will work on your behalf. God will give you a victory. Yes. There are times when things are out of our control. Sometimes it's like a car wreck. We had a couple of our young ladies in a car accident a few nights ago. Was it their fault? Somebody crashed them. Before they can do anything or or react or... Or move, or they couldn't miss it, they couldn't stop it. It happened, but they're still here because God God watches over his people and and he ruined uh, the plans. Uh, I'm sure the enemy would have loved to have seen them, them girls who love God and serve God just took out, but guess what? They're still here. You know, I remember a few years ago when Brother Jason was in that terrible truck accident, that truck they hit head on that morning. How he came out of that vehicle. Alive is only the Lord. How that other young man didn't die, it was only the Lord. You talk about how good they made the truck and this, that, and the other, but I'm going to tell you, there nothing better than the hand of the Lord for protecting you when things are out of your control. And I'm thankful that God can do that, and, and I'm thankful that God can watch over us. And I know that we've got. So many things to fight against. I know we've got an enemy in this world. The scripture says it, that we do. He's a, uh, and you know, people, you know, that people are afraid of the enemy. I heard this one time a preacher said he had, had a guy come to him and said, I'm worried. He said, well, What are you worried about? He said, I'm worried that that the devil's just getting stronger. And he said, well, what do you mean? He said, well, in the book of Genesis, you know, he's just a serpent. But then Peter said, now he's a roaring lion. But in the book of Revelation, he's a dragon. He's just getting bigger and badder as he goes. And this brother looked at him and said, I'm going to give you one verse of Scripture that ought to cure everything you're thinking about. In Psalm 91 and 13, it says, And thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder. The young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under your feet. So I don't care what form it's in. Or you just go to what Jesus said, I have given you power over all the power of the enemy. So friend, let me tell you, when you serve a great God, just get prepared for great victory God will come through. God's going to make a way. Friend, I know who I am and I know who I serve. I know where I'm weak. I know where I miss it, but I have no misconceptions about who God is. I have no doubt about what God can do and And I believe it with all my fiber of my being, everything that's in me. Sure, as I'm standing here in shoe leather, friend, I believe that greater is He that is in me than He that is in this world. That there is something inside of me that when the Spirit of God moves in, friend, God gives us something that makes us more than conquerors. It makes us able to say, I am persuaded that nothing can separate me from the love of Christ. Friend, let me tell you, when you get God, you get it all. And you can have great courage in the midst of your great conflict and see God, a great God, work out great victory today. I don't know what you need. Let's stand together tonight. I don't know what you're facing, what you're going through. Maybe you think it's more than you can handle. Most time it is more than we can handle. But Paul said, but I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. There's a strength that comes from him that's it's different than a pep talk from your friend. Ain't nothing wrong with encouraging people. But the scripture says David encouraged himself in the Lord. Another place the Bible says to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And that, that's, that's encouraging. Uh, you know, David had no natural strength of his own that could do what he needed that day. So he began to think about what God had already done. How God had come through time and time again. Had God then made promises to him and, and kept those promises. And that when he should have been gone many times, yet he was still here. And so he encouraged himself in the Lord. Lord, I know that you're able. God, I know you can do anything. I know nothing's too hard for you. I know, Lord, that you can give us back our people and you can give us back our stuff. I know God that you can give us victory over this enemy and the Lord said go and pursue and you will recover it all. You're going to get it all back. Uh, Friend, Let me tell you that great courage uh, in the middle of that great uh, conflict David saw God win a great victory and they brought back everything just like He said they would. That's the kind of God you serve tonight. Do you know him tonight? Do you know him? Praise God. I'm glad I know him tonight. How about you? I don't know what you're facing, but for a few moments while she's playing tonight, let's come and find a place in the altar and pray. Whatever it is, just cast it on him. Give it to the Lord tonight. Let him know that you trust him. Let God give you victory in your situation. Thankful for God just giving victory in this house tonight. Any good? <laughs> Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. We're going to get ready to baptize uh, Sister Lindsay. She's just been a blessing. We're so thankful she is here and tonight. She wanted. She talked to me some on Sunday and said she wanted to be baptized tonight. And I think she's got some family as her mother, I believe, is right here, and, some, and grandmother. Praise God. And, Good to have you guys here. Thank you, thank you guys. We're gonna get her changed, and then you'll be welcome to come up when we get into the water to come up, so you can see. They'll they'll get plenty of good pictures and things like that. But uh, well, I tell you, what a great presence of the Lord in this house tonight. I'm just thankful for Him, thankful for God pouring His Spirit out, and uh, He He's able. But but before we break off, just get into just fellowship and all other things. Let's let's kind of keep our mind on the Lord as we get ready for for this baptism and just. Uh, you know get ready for this and if you haven't been baptized in Jesus name why not tonight you might as well co- go ahead I'll already be in the water so you might as well come join me and uh, we'll we'll baptize you according to the scripture it wouldn't it be great to just leave here tonight just your sins under the blood washed away it'd be so awesome God's good I'm thankful for him tonight so let's continue to, to stay prayerful for a few moments as we get ready to baptize Sister Lindsay and Uh, And then make room so her family can come up to see her. And uh, we're going to get this done just as quickly as we can. God bless you.